Good morning and welcome to East Tennessee Now, a weekly public affairs program featuring some of the people and organizations that make our community such a great place to live, work, and raise a family. Here's your host for East Tennessee Now. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Michelle Silva. Mark your calendars. April 8th is a big day. It's the home opener for the Tennessee Smokies. They host the Chattanooga Lookouts. But even before they start the season, they need to hire their lineup. We're talking staff. They're having a job fair and need to hire about a hundred people. Well, I have Eris Theophanopoulos, and I said that right today, didn't I? You're perfect, wow. as always. Look at you. Yep. Take me out to the ball game. <laughs> <laughs> He's the director of marketing and entertainment for the Tennessee Smokies. And we're so excited. Another big season coming up. Yeah, can you believe it? It's Rovers, like, we're less than a month away. Less than a month away from our 2022 season. We're so excited. Uh, Last year was a fantastic year. People finally got out and about, you know, being trapped and whatnot uh, in their homes. So getting out there, having the fresh air, having that camaraderie with uh, the local fan base. And this year, we're ready to go above and beyond from last year. Yeah, what's going on this year, actually? Anything new? Any any new looks as far as uh, uniforms, players, anything? Anything, bring it on. Oh, well, most certainly. Uh, we're definitely going to have a couple of new players on our team. Uh, we won't be releasing that information until the beginning of April, so right before our season. Uh, and I will tease it because our uh, upcoming May, our April and May promotions and giveaways will be announced next week. Next week on the 14th. 14th of March. So, that's right, the 14th of March. So be on the lookout for that on our social media platforms. But uh, later next week, on the 19th, we will be having our job fair at Smoky Stadium. Let's talk about how many people actually do you need to hire for this? Are you looking for all new people every season? Is this how it operates? So, of course, we uh, we invite back the folks that really work hard and would like to come back to Smoky Stadium. But with that, we're always looking for more energetic and fresh faces to come out here and represent America's friendliest ballpark. So we have about close to about 100 opportunities available. So if you are interested, by all means, come on out to the ballpark. Uh, our job here will be taking place on the 19th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., so smack dab right there in the afternoon on the weekend and learn about all the opportunities we have. Am I supposed to bring my baseball glove? I'm hey, kidding. you know what? <laughs> that would definitely set the scene, right? <laughs> okay. Um, what should we be bringing? Sure. So feel free to bring uh, two forms of ID, either your driver's license and social security card or birth certificate, or you can just bring a passport, um, mm-hmm. an active passport, of course. Uh, and then we can get you all squared away. We have a lot of different opportunities at the ballpark, from our food and beverage to our retail associates to the, the nice folks that help clean up uh, the ballpark. To Notice how you said those crew. nice folks who deal with all the garbage. <laughs> hey, those are the people that we definitely need and we love and support. And those are the type of people that we have uh, longer hours available for as well. Definitely a great opportunity to earn some cash this spring and summer. So food and beverage, cleanup. Anything else? Well, I would say that we have a variety of different opportunities in our restaurant, the Batter's Box Bar and Grill. That's actually where uh, the location of our job fair specifically will be taking place. It's on the left side of the stadium. And there we have a lot of different opportunities because it's just like a normal operating restaurant. Uh, We have hostesses available, cooks, waitresses, uh, the whole nine. And our restaurant is open right now. Uh, Wednesday through Saturday. Every Wednesday, we have trivia at the ballpark. How yep. fun. 
Mm -hmm. Is that Uh, all baseball or? Oh, no, no, no. General (laughs) knowledge, not specifically just Tennessee Smokies or baseball. So everybody and their mother can come on out and really get involved in the opportunity for trivia. That's every Wednesday at 7 p.m. at Smokey Stadium. And then our restaurant is open Thursday, Friday, and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. So opportunities are available right now to start working at Smokey Stadium. And as an employee there, I guess, what are some of the perks? You get to watch the game, maybe meet some of the players now and then, at least wave at them, wink. I mean, wave, (laughs) cheer them on. Uh, You know, sometimes I wink at the players, too, of course. You know, they're they're, they're my buddies, right? There's definitely a lot of great opportunities to have perks at the ballpark. Of course, we can provide you with a couple of free tickets for your friends and family to come out to the ball game uh, when you're working or maybe on your day off. You can take in the game. Uh, You also have a discount in our team store. So, you know, represent the newest Smoky swag and Cubs apparel uh, available. Nice. I like that. I have a Tennessee hat. I adore. Just um, one? Just one. Well, I know. It's been a while since I've been out there. I got to get back out there. And that's a sin. You need to come back out. <laughs> 2022 is your year, Michelle. Yes, that's right. And um, I know that in years past, too, we talked about how that you had special nights for uh, kids with peanut allergies. Are you doing all different special nights like that again? Oh, most certainly. We have a lot of great promotions and theme nights coming up this season. Uh, just like I said before, our April and May promotions will be released on March 14th. That's a Monday. I can't shake you down for any of that. <laughs> Not right now. I will say that you did mention uh, like our peanut free night that will be coming up earlier in the season. I could say it might be happening in April or May. I will give you that much. I will give you that much. Uh, and last season, I will give you. I'll give you another one right here. Last season, we had a really big night at our ballpark. It was Sandlot Night, where we invited uh, five of the original cast members from the classic baseball movie, The Sandlot. Uh, we will be doing a similar night this season to another classic baseball movie, where we, where we will be introducing and hosting the star of that movie. So I'm not going to say what movie it is. There you go again. So, uh, but that will be coming up, so. Hey, didn't you guys even have, like, Bigfoot night last year? Oh, (laughs) yeah, that was a very, very unique night uh, in reference to the Bigfoot Festival that was coming up uh, here in East Tennessee. So a lot of fun and opportunities like that will be coming to Smokey Stadium. A couple of fan favorites will be returning this upcoming season. Uh, I will say that something that was very popular in the past, Star Wars Night, was a big hit in Smokey Stadium. Uh, Unfortunately, that wasn't an opportunity that we could have last season. There's a very good chance that will be coming back this year. So get my Darth Vader hood out, right? Oh, (laughs) yep. Mask. Break out the lightsabers and we'll have a duel right here in the studio. (laughs) All right, we'll just practice for the big night. (laughs) (laughs) Tickets will be going on sale for April and May. Uh, starting very shortly, you can visit our box office. That's at, at Smoky Stadium. That's 3540 Line Drive in Kodak, Tennessee, or online at SmokiesBaseball.com. When people start working, I guess as soon as possible, you're already starting to hire and train. Yes, we are currently in the active process of training and having orientations. Uh, on March 19th, actually, we are having our first orientation for our food and beverage staff. So if you did want to come out, apply for a position, You might get hands-on training right then and there at the ballpark. And this is probably something people can do, too, if they have 
say, a full-time job or maybe students? Absolutely. This is a great opportunity for students to come out and learn and get some hands-on experience. Uh, me personally at the ballpark, I operate the press box staff as well as the on-field promotions crew. Mm -hmm. And this is an excellent opportunity for anybody that's interested in a marketing, community relations, or production field. Get some hands-on experience. Get your hands on some very expensive equipment. Uh, hopefully, you treat it pretty pretty good for me, for my you sake. Mean the baseball bats? <laughs> We have the we have those video cameras and the switcher and everything else that goes on upstairs that makes all the magic happen. Uh, so it's a great opportunity to have the opportunity to get your hands on that type of stuff and have some hands-on experience before setting out into the uh, into the real world for a full-time job out there. Absolutely. And just as I said before, uh, this is an opportunity where our fans that have full-time jobs, maybe they get off at 5 o'clock uh, or they want to do something fun on the weekends, they can come out and do that. So what better place than coming out to America's Friendliest Ballpark and experiencing all of the fun and the camaraderie of your local hometown team. Okay. And what about pay? We offer <laughs> very competitive rates for our wonderful game day staff. And the discounts and all those perks. So if you're interested in working at Smoky Stadium this upcoming season within food and beverage, they're looking to hire positions, cooks, cashiers, runners, servers, picnic attendants, group area attendants, other positions available as well. Bartenders, hosts, ticketing, everything. Absolutely everything. Just as you said, it's almost as if you are reading a list of the different opportunities <laughs> in our restaurant. We have so many positions available in our restaurant as well as around the ballpark. Just as you said, like our retail representatives, our ticket sellers, our kid zone attendants, press box personnel, mascots, grounds crew. We're hiring all that open and ready to uh, have you come into the ballpark and show us what you can do. Okay, now are there any qualifications like certain age? Only thing that we ask is that you're at least 16 or older. Um, it would be a huge benefit if you had your own driver's license and could uh, bring yourself to the ballpark. But as well, <laughs> uh, you know, there's there's yeah, there are opportunities where you can still come out to the ballpark uh, and get dropped off. And yeah, uh, typically our positions, uh, you'd have to lift at least 25 pounds. Um, open to being outside, of course, mm -hmm. uh, open air, the, the potential of heat, some type of weather conditions and whatnot. So if you're open to that, then we'll love to have you. Opening day, April 8th, and with the uh, Major League Baseball. So right now, Major League Baseball and the Players Committee are having uh, a little bit of a disagreement over the collective bargaining agreement. I think that's what you were going for, yes, right? Yes, thank you. Uh, so unfortunately, they haven't been able to come to an agreement. They've been dealing with that since December. Uh, but that does not affect us whatsoever. The Major League Baseball season... Uh, doesn't seem as if it's going to be starting on time, but that does not affect us whatsoever. Uh, here with minor league baseball, the Tennessee Smokies, uh, we are expanding. Last season, we only had 60 home games. We're actually having 69 home games this year. So we're adding games this year. We're going to be starting on time, just as you said, on April 8th, and we're running through September 11th. So 69 home games in Smokie Stadium from April 8th all the way to September 11th. Wow. So maybe with the major league, I guess, on hold, more people get involved in the Smokies. Yeah, it's even more of an opportunity to support your hometown team. Proud Chicago Cubs affiliate. How many years have you guys been here? We have been in Smoky Stadium for over 21 years. Alrighty, folks, whether you want to get tickets to go see one of the Tennessee Smokies home games or you want to work at the stadium, all you have to do is log on to their website and it's Smokies all there for you. .com. That's right. All right, hope to see you out at the ball game. Eris Theophanopoulos, we know we'll see you there. <laughs>
That's right. Thank you so much for having me today. Winter is for the birds, right? Oh, it's been so cold. We've had snow. We've had ice. But what about our birds? How are they faring? Well, I stopped into Wild Birds Unlimited to talk with Liz Catrone, the owner, about taking care of our feathered friends when it's so cold. So let's start with food. Yes, yes. <laughs> They're eating a lot because when we have uh, ice and snow and insects die, the birds will turn more to need us for help. So they need a lot of high fat. They're similar to us. Like when it's cold and it's yeah, rainy, we yeah. want those fatty comfort foods. Yes. So what happens is when we're home at night and we're inside the house and we're all nice and warm and it's 25 degrees outside, the higher the fat foods is what keeps them warm. It's like it revs up their metabolism. So when you're buying and shopping for bird food, it's not necessarily what the price of the bird food is, it's what the percentage of fat and protein is. So if you look at this, these numbers, this is 34% fat, 16% protein. It's the fat that keeps them warm at night. The higher fat content of food for the birds is like throwing a log on the fire. It revs up that their metabolism, and when it's 20 degrees outside, their internal temp- body temperatures feels like it's 70. That's why it's important to buy food that has high fat content. It takes a lot of energy to be a bird, so they require a lot of fat. It takes a lot of energy to have babies, so during nesting season, this high-fat food allows them to have the energy to have their eggs and raise their broods, and we, as as mom birds, need a lot of fat. Um, <laughs> the protein, see these protein, um, that's for their feathers, and so birds that eat higher protein, just like us, they have better hair, they have better feathers. Mm-hmm. The lower protein, their feathers get frayed and they break. They have a hard time flying. So when you're shopping for bird food, it's very important to look at the numbers of the fat and the protein. If you're buying bird food anywhere else or anywhere, doesn't matter where, and it's single digits, you're not helping the birds. And if it's single digits on the fat and the protein, there's a lot of junk and fillers in there. So while you're buying the seed, you're like, oh, it says songbird seed, and it's you think it's a good price or whatever, I need you to look at the fat and the protein numbers, not the price. Does that make sense? Yeah, so... Better food, better birds. Better food, better birds. Better that, flight, better nesting. Yes, and and what they do is they <laughs> that helps keep them warm. It's also important to give them water. Um, water also helps them stay hydrated, and so they need bird bath for water. I don't have a bird bath. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> They um, So we go through, so, okay, think of us. We're driving on the highway and all the bugs and all the crap's hitting us, right? And then we go through the car wash. Well, the same with them. It gets all on their feathers. And if they cannot clean their feathers with a bird bath, um, they slow, it slows their flight down. They have also have oils on them. And so if they can't clean their, their feathers with water, um, it slows them down. And uh, the birds that fly the slowest get picked off the quickest no well i need a bird bath but do i have to get one of those traditional bird baths that stand in the yard you can put a dog dish out just gotta give them water 
Yeah, we have swim in a dog dish. No, they don't swim; they fly. <laughs> so bird baths are supposed to be shallow. So lots of times people will come in and look at bird baths, and they said, "Oh, that's too shallow." They're supposed to be shallow. What would be an appropriate bird bath? So for the birds, they need water. So、um, anything that's a shallow dish is fine for the birds. When we feed the birds, we want to help them. But when we also feed the birds, we want to also put something in our yard that's enjoyable for us to see. So、I、always recommend a small water for small birds, big water for big birds. So lots of times, if you see out in the yard like a big bird bath, usually that's for your robins, your jays, your cardinals. But your little guys, the chickadees and the goldfinches, they need little water. So I always tell customers, let's have. Small water for the little guys, and then buy something for yourself bigger that will enhance your yard. Something that you want to look at, something that you think is beautiful in your yard, and is showpiece in your yard. That's for you and the big birds. But we always want to give the little birds little water. So a little dish of water, and that's why I've seen、sand. those in people's yards. Yes. So this is just a little dish of water. You can put it on your. Deck. I have my bird baths on my deck. What about houses? Do they need a house? They do. They need a house to roost, and they need a house to nest. And lots of times, people want to know when's the best time to put out a house. Well, any time is a good time to put out of a house because when we talked earlier about it being cold outside and we're inside staying warm, well, all birds need to find a place to hunker down and stay warm. So if you have a birdhouse out, they'll pop into the birdhouse, just hunker down for the night, stay warm, and then in the spring, which is coming soon, they will nest. And what's interesting is February. Valentine's Day, love is in the air for the birds as well. So they start pairing up、um, right around Valentine's Day. They'll start pairing up. Isn't that interesting? Do they know it's February fourteenth? They do not know it's February fourteenth. Their spring is really our late winter, so they their spring is early, and so February they'll start pairing up.、Um, in the winter, they come together to help each other, so they're all helping search for. Food and water, and then spring comes. Then they pair up, and they find a mate, and then they start shopping houses. The male bluebird will actually start shopping houses、um, now and now, and will start going around and looking at all the houses. It's his job to go around and look at all the houses and try to attract the female, just like HGTV. She chooses. <laughs> It's, he goes around and he looks. He goes inside the house. Comes outside the house. He flutters on the house, and he wants to attract the female. She, the the female bluebird, decides which house that she wants to go into. Really, just like we do. Does、yeah. she have a lot of options? <laughs> she has a lot of options because、um, we're in very good bluebird territory around here, and so a lot of customers have birdhouses everywhere. Is there? Specific size that we should have. Like, what should we be looking for? Look? So, for birds, it's all about location. In general, chickadees like to be anywhere in your backyard. Wrens like to be up on your house. They like to nest right up on your porch or your patio. That you know, sometimes people have、uh, nests in their wreaths. 
right? Or are in pots. Like to throw one yeah, away pots. last spring. Yes, lots of times that's your wren, so they want to be up on the porch. Chickadee wants to be kind of anywhere in your backyard, but bluebirds are very specific. They like to be in open spaces, away from your house, away from everybody else. They like open spaces, and they require a certain hole. So the bluebird hole is one and a half inch hole for them. And blue bluebird houses or all bird houses come in all different materials. We always recommend the very least cedar. So cedar will weather, it won't rot. Um, but we also have our EcoTuff recycled forever made out of water bottles and milk jugs. And that's really good, especially for Earth Day. So we want to be, you know, uh, good for the earth, good stewards of the earth. So that is recycled milk jugs and water bottles. And for the birds, the female birds who care about that. Yeah, they, yes, they definitely care <laughs> about that. They're more likely to yeah, flock they, to that type of they're, house. They're more likely to do that. But in all joking aside, bluebirds, um, she will pick the house that she feels is the most open and the most safe for her to raise her family. The male will uh, watch the hole she will she will pick up um, she will make the nest she builds the nest so it's what we want is we want to put a bluebird house open space Um, if we have pine straw that's really great she'll go down and pick up a piece of pine straw she'll bring it to the box we shouldn't put any in there no we should never do anything like that so think of this Um, cats like to hunt dogs like to be your best friend birds like to build so they want to build we don't help them build they build themselves so that's their nature you mentioned putting pine straw no uh no you put they like pine uh pine needles in your yard so if you have pine needles in your yard not pine straw they like pine needles Uh, but they'll go and pick up materials they'll drive they'll i said almost said drive around they'll fly around and pick up materials but she will build a nest and he will then watch watch the hole and he'll will protect her so this is the bluebird right here he's just showing up um, looking at the box you know coming in and out leave it to the females to do all the hard work they do all the hard work yes the um what's interesting is uh the father guess who guess what bird is the best father which bird is the best father? Yes. Um, thinking since we're talking so much about bluebirds. Well, they are very good fathers. The best father, the father of the year award in birds is um, the woodpecker. Why is that? Mm-hmm. Because he actually helps build the nest. Um, he builds out the cavity. He actually helps raise the brood. He actually feeds them. He brings the young babies, the young woodpeckers to the feeders. And he is a very good father. Bluebird is a great father as well. uh, Bluebirds in general are family-oriented. They do not abandon. A bluebird will not abandon the nest. A female will not abandon the nest. That's a myth. That's a whole myth about if you touch the egg or if you uh, touch the box. That's a myth. They're very family-oriented. They stick together, and he protects her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to know who the worst father is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's a deadbeat dad out there? <laughs> uh, the hummingbird. <gasps> really? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's not interested in all in building a nest. He's not interested at all in feeding the babies. He's just interested in one thing. Doing the deed. Doing, 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 the, doing the thing. When the boys are... And so... 
So, do you want to know when uh, hummingbirds are coming back? Yes. Yes. Well, so, I don't know. Just welcome the women back. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so the so we the birds will, the uh, we call it the boys will be back in town in uh, April. So the male ruby-throated hummingbird shows up first, and he comes here first, and to find a place to nest, and he waits for the females to show. They arrive about ten days before the females, and they wait for the females. But yes, he's only interested in one thing. <laughs> Shame on him. What a guy. What a guy. So what if a baby fell out of the nest? So that's kind of a myth as well. Birds fledge. So when it's time for the babies to leave the nest, um, the parents communicate with the birds, talk to them. The birds will come out of the nest, go onto the ground, and somebody sees that happening, they think that the baby fell out of the nest and they want to pick up the bird, put it in a box, and call us. We call that bird kidnapping. So what we tell people is that the parents are close by. They're up in the trees or they're close by and they're communicating with that bird. And we tell everybody when you see a bird um, on the ground to leave it alone. So, we talked about food, we talked about water, we talked about houses. If we put food anywhere near these houses, we also talked about the bluebird being very particular and they want to be away from everybody else. If we put any food near this house or in this house or on top of this house, it's going to draw in another bird. Think of it this way. You're in your bedroom, right? And you put a refrigerator in your bedroom, and then you have guests come over. They all come into your bedroom to get the food all the time out of the refrigerator. What are you going to do? You're going to leave. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go find another place. So we never put food in or near the birdhouse. And how far should the birdhouse be from your feeders? Um, well, the... Typic at least 10 to 15 feet away. Yeah. So we don't really want, we, w- we want to s- establish a bird feeding area and a bird house area. Yeah. Just like you wouldn't want your bedroom next to a restaurant. Correct. Yes. Everything for them is location, just like everything for us is location. What about people out there who aren't quite sure what to do with their property if they really want to build a habitat so that's uh, that's a great question so i offer what's called feederscaping so you're familiar with landscaping right so people come out and tell you what to what where to put plants and trees in your yard um, i do feederscaping so i come out i it's a consultation i come out and we talk one-on-one and i walk your yard we talk about what kind of habitat you have what kind of birds and we help you uh, figure out what what bird feeders where to put the bird houses we also come back and we install i just had one today um i went out to their house last week they have a great place out in walland um tennessee and sh- they're from florida and they want to attract all the birds but they don't know the first thing about it so went out there and uh, saw their yard and they came in today and got them all set up so we, we have services to help people like that we also install if you need help installing it so we have all that. The main thing with birds is having the right food. They don't necessarily care what feeder it's in. We want it to be in high-quality feeder, but if we just put it on a plate, 
that's all that matters. It's having the right food with the right protein and the right fat. Bluebirds don't eat seed. They can't crack shells. They're insect eaters. So insect eaters turn to suet in the winter. They also feed the suet. Um, they eat suet for high fat. Insects give you protein. Mm -hmm. So even bluebirds need fat, so they'll turn to suet in the winter. So robins don't come to the feeders and eat seed. They don't... If, they, if, if a bluebird or a robin comes to a feeder with a blend, there's something in there that's not a seed. So they'll eat nuts, they'll eat fruit, they'll eat suet. They just can't crack seeds. Everything we ever wanted to know about birds. Liz Catrone with Wild Birds Unlimited. We have a website, knoxville.wbu.com. What's the most unique bird you see this time of year? I won't say it's unique, but I will tell you there's three wintering birds that come here every winter, so you only see them in the winter. One is the yellow-bellied sapsucker. So that is a woodpecker, and it's what we consider our winter woodpecker, so yellow-bellied sapsucker. The junco. The dark-eyed junco is a Canadian bird that comes here every winter from Canada. And another bird called the white-throated sparrow comes here from Canada. And you can usually hear that bird more than you see that bird. We even have that bird back here. We do have woods. We have woods back here. So we have a lot of birds. So I was out there the other day and I could hear the white-throated sparrow from Canada. It has its own song, its own song, and it's like, oh, Canada, Canada, Canada. It's a whistle, but the mnemonic, if you hear, it's a whistle, it's a song, but if you listen to the song and you put in the mnemonic, oh, Canada, 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 Oh, Canada, Canada, it's a whistle. That's the Canadian bird. I hope you all enjoy the rest of this Sunday. Remember, East Tennessee Now is available on demand as a podcast from iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Thanks for listening. I'm Michelle Silva, and I'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to East Tennessee Now a weekly public affairs program featuring some of the people and organizations that make Knoxville and East Tennessee such a great place to live. If you have a suggestion for the program, we'd love to hear from you. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 27100, Knoxville, Tennessee 37927, or call the studios at 865-525-6000. That's 865-525-6000. East Tennessee Now is a presentation of Midwest Communications Company.